This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. together and give God praise this evening. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is somebody so glad to be in church again tonight? Before we take our seat, let's read Genesis 24 together. Verse 1. The Bible says, Abraham was old and well stricken in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham in how many things there will not be any unproductive part of your life hallelujah it's not a good testimony to say he's blessed financially but his marriage is upside down oh he loves his wife but the children are very wayward the family is okay but they are sick Maybe on Sunday. Can I have your seats? I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Jehovah Almighty. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Jehovah Almighty. Good to see you. How are you? Hallelujah. Mm. I kind of like that song. <laughs> it just came from somewhere inside me. 
Now, on Sunday, if I am still led that way, we'll be talking about something that I shared a part of when talking about alone with God. There are questions in your life about you that nobody and no teaching can directly address until you do something. There are different levels of encounter and different types in the Bible. In your journey as a believer, you are going to pass through different encounters and they are for different purposes. One of them, maybe we split and we'll begin on Sunday because I might want to dwell on penal experience or penal encounter. Even though God has spoken to Jacob, Laban still cheated him ten times and he lost one of the wives. Everything was not but one day, one night, at a place called Penel, a man wrestled with Jacob. What does this mean to a present day Christian? Have you read about the Bible says groanings that cannot be uttered? Is there yes form of prayer praying in tongues? And I want to share with you probably what kind of prayer is only offered once and you are changed forever. Penel must have been similar. Probably there is they have links, but they are little different or different, sorry. Jesus Christ went to, through what we call Gethsemane experience. And he prayed and an angel appeared and strengthened him. Anna was provoked. She just dropped the food. She had eaten a part of the food, but she, was, she, wasn't, she was probably not fasting that day. This is bigger than fasting. The line that joins all these people together, all of them prayed once. What is the matter in people's life that cannot be settled once? It is because you have not understood this aspect of prayer. When prayer gets to this point, it is done once. That once can be one night. It can be one hour. But when it is done, you are going to come out a different person. Yeah. Do you get what I just said now? Yeah. So there is what they also call Moriah experience. That was the one Papa Abraham faced when he had to sacrifice Isaac. And the purpose of uh, Moriah actually is that you must be able to prove to God that nothing is more important to him. There is nothing that you possess that can replace God. And you don't just say it in worship. I love you more than anything. I love you. Maybe you should not sing that song if you don't mean it. Because he might just tell you after singing that song, you love me. <laughs> Can I have your land? <laughs> there is something you treasure. Actually, when God demands for it, you will die. But then you resurrect, because the Bible says, except a corn of wheat falls to the ground, it abides alone. If God does not cross, take you across this bridge, your Christianity will remain at a level. There are certain things that God cannot trust you with. He's not angry with you, but you are at a level where you can do some transactions with the divine. Yes. It is something that gives you joy, and everybody that loves you, they're happy that you have it. <laughs> That's on one side. When I said that, I said, people are already afraid. Some of you are scanning. Well, <laughs> he didn't say it to give. I'm just telling you that as you journey, along your journey, that is part of what it will be. The idea of Gethsemane, that is deeper. But I might want to dwell on Penel on Sunday because I believe that a lot of people need a paradigm shift. A total change in the and God wants it that way. They see you on Tuesday. You are not the same person that they saw on Monday. 
And by the time you measure your family in six months, everyone has ascended to another level. Stories are never the same again. So many people have not experienced a total transformation. Where you don't share testimony, others are sharing on your behalf. It is so obvious that God has done something great to you. Like the Bible says, when the Lord restored the captivity of Zion, we are like them. That The Bible says, they, then they are saying among the hidden, God has done great things for them. There is a level of greatness of God that will manifest in man's life. You are not the one sharing. Everybody sharing. There people that you don't know are using your story to pray and to share testimony. And they don't know you. You understand? Yeah. The pastor in the city where I grew up, whose wife was over 50 or close to 60 when they gave birth, even Muslims sent messages to congratulate them all across the city. Because people have known them for years, no child, for years. They both finished from Unilage for years till they got to late 50s. And she, apart from being a pastor, was also a nurse. And supernaturally, God, government officials, non Christian, everybody was sent there, congratulations, everybody. Then they said, Among the hidden, God has done something. Everybody's talking about it. God has done something. Yeah. When Joseph became prime minister, everybody was talking about it. And all of a sudden, people's prayer points in the morning, in their family, they don't know Joseph, but the story is so out there. God will do great things for somebody who will say a very good amen now. (laughs) So that's what I love about CSC style of preaching. Ah, Tobara Mishi. In the night, that's why I leave prayer. I watch, I enjoy it. So when I can't sleep, when I pray for a long time, sometimes it's a little difficult to sleep because I still feel God's way. So I at times I check Facebook and I can't watch any wrong stuff. So I want to see. So when I see the way they pray, I'll be like, wow. Says somebody whose amen will sound like what? Well, I like it when they say it in Yoruba. No matter who you are, you wake up. I say, man. <laughs> I love those men. <laughs> are you are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Did you hear what I've just said now? What kind of prayer can I pray once? And my life will never remain the same again. This is probably where we are going. I said the Lord says otherwise. I don't really plan message ahead of time. I said once, once in a while. But generally speaking, I will just know I pray. But I'm just. But this is ringing a bell in my spirit. If you look at the way we've been going for some few weeks, a lot of people have been telling me how they've been sharing every Sunday service now with their family members. And anytime we preach on Sunday, I get calls both from within and outside the nation. You will think that people have brought nothing much is happening to them. I'm telling you, it's the same devil, it's the same man. Same thing. That is what the soul of many people, they are so, the soul is looking for something. When you can actually say that, now I'm experiencing the glorious liberty of the sons of God. I have been delivered. I have been liberated. Not many people can say that. And I want to say that, but it's not supposed to remain forever. It is in Penel that but is removed. So where we read at the beginning, there was a time that they could not say that about Abraham. There was a time he was blessed in cattle, gold, men's servants and women's servants, but no child. And the Bible was recording every advancement in his life. By the time the earthmen of Abraham and earthmen of Lot were fighting, the possessions were too great. Earth men problem is not new. <laughs> you understand? Over and over again. So the prosperity was so much. But Abraham had no child. But thank God for chapter 24. Before this year, may you hit the chapter 24 of your life. The servant testified that God... So. God has blessed Abraham in all things. Verse 2. 
And Abraham said to his eldest servant of his house that rule over all that he had. When you are rich enough, you can't count what you have by yourself. Yeah. If you remember every money you are giving, you are not yet rich. You know, when you are broke, you remember every single couple. If you put 1,000 in that note here, you will remember till forever. Who took, I put it inside the fifth pocket of that shirt. <laughs> they gave a man 15 million and he forgot it for three months somewhere in his house. <laughs> if you give him 15 million, <laughs> as they want to sleep, they put it on their chest. <laughs> He's going to sleep with them. <laughs> so, <laughs> They will sleep and wake up with the money. I'll check three times in the night. Is it still there? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. I pray thee, put thy hand under my tie. Verse 3. And I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, the God of the earth, that thou shalt not take a wife unto my son of the daughters of the Canaan among whom I dwell. Ah, that can be a old message. Do not be conformed to this word. Abraham was in Canaan, but he said, We are in Canaan, but we are not of Canaan. So he told the servant that he looks like my time is up here on this side of eternity. And I'm saying to you, swear that you will not. Isaac must not marry any of the girls here. The more you work with God, the stronger the covenants that are binding your life. There are things that are not necessarily wrong. Others can do, but you cannot do. Because you have been separated unto God. It's called spiritual growth. It comes with responsibility. There is a way you can't dress anymore. There is a way you can't talk anymore. And there are places you can't go to. Not because anything, but you have been separated unto God. When the grace and the anointing of God is upon you mightily, you can't be casual about it. Let me tell you one truth. If you don't protect God's anointing in your life, the anointing will not protect you when you need one. There is a part of the anointing that is you that protects the anointing. That is why you don't carry your, yourself around ever and be careless with the anointing. It's a precious substance. It is true. So those who are mighty, some will think they are proud because they don't show up in every other place and they don't just go around. You just have to protect something precious. Like you don't allow everybody to enter your room. You know, I have debunked, I've told you before, I've been able to debunk that many times here. When people say treat everybody equally, it's an illusion. You cannot treat everybody equally. It takes a fool to treat everybody, treat everybody equally. All you should do is to treat everybody fairly. You can't treat everybody equally. Are you, did you get that? You cannot greet a 15-year-old man the way you will greet your dad. It's, it's, I, mean, I mean, people make statements and they don't consider it, but they start talking. So you mean I see a 60-year-old man, I prostrate for him. So to treat everybody equally with means that when I see an 11-year-old boy also, I should prostrate. I'll give the boy a knock on his head. Prostrate for who? Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes, you can cook. There are, if you want to serve, your mom comes to the house. Sincerely speaking, you cannot serve at the same way. You will serve your great man or somebody. It's not that you need to treat the great man fairly, very well, in love and respect him. But it cannot be at the level that you give your parent. Is that true? Yes. If you want to treat everybody equally, Every child you see on your way to go and when you want to go and drop your children in school, you must carry them also. Equal treatment means the same thing for everybody. Equal treatment. It's not possible. Yeah. Whatever clothes you buy for your wife, buy for your neighbor's wife also. Equal treatment. And buy for all the ladies in your office. Equal treatment. Your wife will be the first part to choke your neck while you are buying. You know, I'm, <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Be fair to everybody, but you cannot treat everybody equally. Yes. You cannot address a colleague at work the way you address your MD. When your MD comes in, there must be a measure of respect. When he comes in, you stand up. But you, your colleague cannot come and you stand up. Say, why? Well, I want to treat everybody equally. 
Some minutes ago, I stood up for the MD. Now that you are coming, you will start. You will stand forever, because as they are all coming, you are, you are, you are standing. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Is somebody with me? Anyway, how did I get there, sir? Thou shalt go. So he said, don't marry all these girls here. Go to Canaan or go to my leave Canaan, go to where I grew up. He said, because the Lord said that to me. But there, then, uh, verse 5. And the servant said to the paraventure, the woman will not be willing to follow me unto this land. Must I needs bring thy son again to the land from where thou comest? Verse 6. Abraham said to him, beware. His answer was sharp. No. What a man of God Abraham was. Abraham understood the terms of God's covenant. Two things were playing out here. Isaac must not marry in this city. Any of the girls in the city must not marry any of the girls from here. At the same time, so someone said, okay, if I go to where you grew up and the girl refuses to come, should I take your son there to go? And he said, no. God told me to leave my father's house. I must not return. But my wife must come from there. Or my son's wife. Verse 7. And he said, the God of heaven, which took me from my father's house, from the land of my kindred, which spake to me and swear unto me, saying unto thy seed, I will give this land. He shall send his angel before thee. Say amen. amen. You need this when you are undertaking a difficult task. You will send before the, and thou shalt take a wife unto my son from there. Abraham told the guy, I know what I'm saying. But thank God that guy was very smart. He said, oh God, you say I should put my hand under your thigh. They feared oath in those days. People don't fear. If you ask a Nigerian to put his hand under your tongue, really, you will not embezzle money in this company. If I will put the two hand there. But as soon as you go, now what does that mean? <laughs> but you see, in those days, they feared things like that. Then the guy also had come to know that Abraham was a man of God. You couldn't mess up with him. Even though Abraham was a kind of phlegmatic person, he was a gentle person. But you could not. So the servant was intelligent, intelligent enough to say that, Sir, this thing you're asking me to do is difficult. Before I swear, can I take your son? He said, No. Then Abraham assured him, I see, as I'm standing before you, there is an angel. Abraham was conscious of his guiding angel. He said, In all these years of my working with God, from when I was around 70 to now that. Abraham died 175, I suppose. So this should be maybe when he was, I don't know, Isaac married Rebekah when Isaac was 40. So in this same chapter towards the end, the Bible talks about the fact that when Isaac married Rebekah, Isaac was 40. And when Isaac gave back to Israel and Jacob, he was 60. So he was barren for 20 years. Rebekah was barren for 20 years. So if Isaac was 40 and Abraham had Isaac when he was 100, then around this time, Isaac should, Abraham should be 140 years old. So it was like from 70 to 144, 70 years I walked with God. There is an angel I'm aware of. When I went to fight five nations with 318 servants, somebody went with me. For they got not their land by their sword. One of the things to take from this, are you conscious of divine presence in your life? Because there will be a time that the, what will work for you is your consciousness of the fact that you are never alone. So Abraham told the guy that, you know what, I also am sending you, I know that this is a difficult task. He said, but there is an angel that will go, once you leave my presence, somebody will follow that you cannot see. He said, you will get the wife. And the guy left. Now, if you study further, when he got to the country, he just took gold, two gold, two camel, two silver, and then he left. And when he got there, he stood by the well in that city and he said, Lord God of my master Abraham. The guy did not even know God directly. He said, But I know that my master has a covenant. I just know there's something between you and my master, which I might not be a part of. He said, If you show my master favor, let it be 
that as the girls are coming out, the first one that will offer to give me water and give my camel water will be my uh, uh, son's wife. And the Bible says, before he finished. Again, what leads to a kind of prayer that the Bible says, before they call, I will answer. If you are a Christian, you've been a Christian for years, you will quickly, if you want to be honest, this is not the experience of many Christians. Are we missing something? This is a servant that didn't know God. He just stood there and he said, Oh God of my master Abraham. And the Bible said, Before he finished speaking, Rebecca came out. And he wanted to test what I said. Can you give me what he didn't talk about the cattle? And Rebecca got what I gave him. And he said, Can I water your cattle also? And the guy said, Kai. <laughs> they said, Can we go to your house? Long and short, when they got to Rebecca's house, they gave the guy food. And they thought he would stay with them for 10 days to know him more. <laughs> when he finished it, tell him he first of all finished it. <laughs> He's a very smart guy. <laughs> and then he said, Hey, let me take the wife and be going. And the family was like, Not like that. <laughs> okay, we've heard that God sent to Abraham. We know Abraham is our relative. Oh, we're happy. So he has a son now. They were happy to you know there was no GSM then. And since he left, he never turned back. So, all of them, after 70 years when he left, hearing now that, oh, he has a son, they were so happy. And now the son wants to marry one of our girls. Oh, fantastic. But at least, ah, we can't just tell our sister tomorrow morning to follow it like that. <laughs> that let us... And the guy said, no, no, no. The journey is successful already. I'm not supposed to waste time. And it's okay, let's ask the girl. I don't know. Rebecca must have been taking or leaving that a long time ago. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and of course, the guy gave him gold and... See, what I say to young men, it's not a law, please. Nowadays, on social media, anything you say. So I'm about to try to say something about Pastor Kingsley because he, said, he has been preaching years blessing life. I don't know what is wrong with people, but that is people. The way some people feel strong is to look for a popular name and then something to disagree with and start shouting. It shows how small you are. But because you need to mention his name for your post to make sense. When you post on your own, it's where two or three are gathered. <laughs> so you look for a popular person and talk about Pastor Deboe so that your post can have sense. What a way to live. You see, you will get that popularity for a while. But see, human beings, when they promote you, they also bring you down. It is God's promotion that will last. You have some of them who were talking before. One day they will goof and they will go for you. That's the way this word is. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. Again, what led me to that? I always wonder why. (laughs) What? Okay, I was saying that. I said this to young men. So it's not a rule. Please. Trust God to build your life in such a way that it is easier for ladies to say yes to you. <laughs> See, one of <laughs> one of our um, leaders here, he loved somebody. Ah, but at that time, he was working with Nepa. And they were paying him 14000 He told me, he said, Pastor, Said this lady is so wonderful. She's been a good friend, and we both know. He said, "But he said if I ask out, I know she will say yes." Said, "But my concern is that when she takes me home, and they say, what does he do?" He said, "I don't want to put her in the chair whereby she will have to be defending me in the house, you know, using fates." And do you know about one month after that, he actually got a job in a multinational. Once they sent the mail to him, he just went straight to the girl's house. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> now, I'm saying that it doesn't matter that if you truly love somebody, whatever the level the person is, love will always surpass every other thing. It's just that some things can also make love. You know, your wife can love you now, but you can have an attitude that irritates her. She still loves you. But the marriage will be better if you start working on yourself so that you can make it easy for people to love you. You know, it's difficult for some people to love you. 
to love some people. If your mouth is sharp, you can be beautiful, nice, intelligent, and industrious. But when you talk, ha, huh, <laughs> you are going to make it difficult for someone that truly loves you. Because you will keep saying things that will keep breaking the person's heart. Yeah. And if you are a man and you say, you, 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 you don't just say, when you love somebody, you show it. I've been talking to young men this church. Don't be an African man who cannot even say, I love you. They ask a man, do you love your wife? Uh-uh. Have I told her to leave the house? Look at answer. <laughs> that was how he answered the person that asked him. <laughs> so, <laughs> for him, that she's living in my house, she'll let you know. So, I see, what else do you want? <laughs> she, she has her bag, her bed in the house, and you are still asking me if I love her. That means that kind of person to say, I love you. A good number of people here, your dad never told you love. It's only the men. When he wanted to do something, we'll just give you money. But if I ask many of you, how many of you, your, your, your dad or your mom, really did he hold you from time to time? He said that, you know what? I love you. <laughs> so, some of you wonder whether rapture has happened. <laughs> I say, see. But now, our parents, they grew up. Africans said, it is up to you not to do the same thing to your children. So you should start calling them now and telling them that I love you. Is that okay? Ali, you should do that to your children repeatedly. Those things, they have power. Tell them you love them. Hug them and tell them you love them. Don't say I'm a man. I'm not emotional. (laughs) <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> and so some of you will say, Daddy, I love you. The next question will be like, what do you need? He's <laughs> suspecting you. Mom, you know I just love you. Oh, really? Are you pregnant? <laughs> because they're like, you are trying to lay a soft ground for... for <laughs> <laughs> you want a soft landing, so but she just wondered what is all this that you are patronizing me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's show them by saying that no, I'm not pregnant, I just love you. Glory to God. We must redefine family love and everything. You must be more affectionate. You live in a better generation in that sense, not better in terms of character, but in terms of exposure and everything. So we should show some love. This is, I want to end this Abraham story here. Rebecca followed straight away. What led to all this? The servant standing, and as he was praying, the first person was the answer to his prayer. They got to the house, not one person objected. No further investigation was carried out. What if it was not Abraham's servant? What if it was a bandit to come to collect the girl? But there were people who were real in those days, and people were honest. One key thing you should observe Abraham spoke, the servants rode on the word spoken by Abraham. What I want to tell you, church, tonight. Before you pray, speak. If you speak God's word regularly ahead of you, when you now pray in that direction, it will be a smooth length journey. Did you get what I've just said now? Many pray, but they counter their prayer by what they say. Send words ahead of yourself. Before you pray about a need, you should have found yourself severally talking about the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. They are not ordinary words. They cause things to align and all things to work together for your good. In other words, the lesson tonight, if you don't remember any other thing, 
It's like the case of Petra and fire. Those who put their prayer on words that they have been speaking for a long time, the prayer ascends very fast. Those who don't might spend a lot of time. In other words, every day of your life, speak God's word according to the future you want to see. Never keep quiet. When you do that repeatedly, as you are joining life and moving, you are moving from one testimony to another. Because you are not just moving, there is a map ahead of you that has come from your mouth. There was nothing Jesus did that did not announce before doing it. He said, destroy this temple and I will build it in three days. Lazarus is sick, we are going to wake him. He spoke before he got to Lazarus' body. Oh, Paul spoke severally. And I'm asking you, this is important. In these last days, we cannot joke with spirit-filled words around us. As you drive, can I tell you, church, don't look at Lagos and admire offices. Release words. Soon and very soon, tell yourself that you are building something bigger than this. Whatever you can see, say something to it. Even when you drive past hospital, say, I will never. In my old age, I'm not having old days. I'm not coming here. And you can then pray for those who are there. Lord, help the doctors to help these people to recover very fast. But as for me, I am not coming here. All of a sudden, anywhere you show, when people's eyes are open to see you in the spirit, you are surrounded so much powerful word that the negative does not have a penetrating point. This is importance. That is the old lessons of Hebrews chapter 13. He has said so that you can say. The Bible says we should live without covetousness. Therefore, he has said, I will neither leave you nor forsake you, so that we may boldly say the Lord is our help. And one day in church, I told us that eliminate all the things in between. So that let's start from verse 5. Look at this. Let your conversation be without covetousness. Be content something as you have. For he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake. Everybody say one. one. Say la one. one. He has said. He has said. Is that true? Yes. Verse seven. Let so verse six. Now he has said here. Yeah, now verse six say, so that we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Now there is two sayings here. Is that right? He has said. Why has he said? So that we can say. Mm. The most important thing about Bible is not reading, it's speaking it. We read it to meditate on it. It's still process. The end product is that it must come out of your mouth. That's why Joshua did not make a mistake. Joshua wanted the book of the Lord shall not depart out of your mouth, not out of your heart. So the final product of the word of God is that it comes out of your mouth. So as you study the Bible, it is to let it enter. When it enters, it's still at phase two. The final phase is that when it enters, it sits inside your heart, then it comes out of your mouth. When it comes out of your mouth, it has done the job that God has sent it to do. You don't get that? He has said so that we can say. Everything God has said is so that you can say. When you listen to what he has said, say it again. That is the purpose for saying it. So the Lord so arise and shine for thy light is come he has said that light has come so that you can say my light has come can you say that to yourself right now and the glory of the Lord is risen upon me say it again why has he said that the spirit of the Lord God is upon me so that you can say what hallelujah why has he said that greater is, he, is he, the one that is in the one that is in the world? So that you can boldly say, greater is he that is in me than the one that is in the world. Why has he said that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want? So you can boldly say that, as long as the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I love the word of God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Ye brada kizozo marande rakes lomondarash. 
when I was serving, one of my friends, a lady, she decided to take a night bus. We they want us again. We shouldn't be doing those things. And then she went. They, as we were coming, I sat in the north. The driver was just playing some songs. And he said he just felt led to switch over to some prayers and words being spoken. And while everybody was sleeping in the car in the night, the driver kept speaking those words loud and clear. In the next 15 minutes after he started, gunshots everywhere. Those people finished the bus with bullets, but the bullet didn't touch a single person. Yeah. She was sleeping. It was the bullet that woke all of them up. And then the, the man said, he, he said he felt led to continue moving. So those people were ahead of them before, facing the bus coming. They started shooting. The bus was coming to them, so they parted, shot at the side to the bus left. When they saw the bus didn't stop, they entered their own 18 seater and chased the bus for more than 30 minutes. Then, at a point, the bus entered somewhere, then they faced another car coming and they killed those ones. It's as if this demon spirit of killing people around, when they're looking for somebody to kill, they don't stop until they find somebody. Only that it won't be you. Maybe I can suggest to some here if you need to get read, uh, uh, spoken Bible, spoken word, you can put it around you. Men and brethren, you cannot afford not to know the word of God in these last days. That risk is too expensive. You must put it in your car. And some of the things as they are quoting it, as the person is saying, just say them after the person. They are not ordinary words. Something is happening. After Benny would have done mighty crusade, the demons will come in that and be terrorizing his son, and the son didn't tell anybody. Pastor Benny just went to the room one day, so was Joshua, in the middle of the night, and he saw Joshua was asleep, but was playing the Bible loud in the room. So he said, so why are you doing this? And I said, Dad, I just didn't want to tell you. That I was having serious demonic attacks. So but I noticed that the first time I started playing this word, they stopped. And since then, any night where the word of God is going on, because Satan can't stand the word of God. Or a deep anointed worship. But worship does not run on it, so it must run. It must be an anointed song that is built on the word. How about combination of the two? You have some little song for 30 minutes, word for 15 minutes, song for 30, word for and it continues like that. Your dream will not be, you will not be eating and buying the dream. Maybe Chinese can be brought. <laughs> I don't know why they don't bring all those. I will say they are bringing food to them in the dream. Honestly, growing up, me, I was always like, I'll let them bring. They just make sure it's a food I like. But, hallelujah. One day I sat down. I mean, in second, this just pray for somebody. And they just open and eat right now. I was just like, what I mean? If they will bring food, just bring a good one. <laughs> but I understand the significance. It's a bad thing. But if you're a man of faith, your faith will break all those things. You don't care that they are bringing something. Let them bring it. When you finish it, you thank them. <laughs> you see, oh God, you are wonderful. You are wonderful. You are wonderful. Are you going to be speaking from today? If I ask all single ladies here, how many words have you spoken ahead of your marriage? You, you, you know, don't let time determine the attitude of the man. Let what shape the man. Shape your husband before meeting him. You are 20, you are planning to marry when you are 26. Oh, you are six years to shape a man. You would have shaped him so much that he shaped. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. What about a man? The same thing. 
your future. Anyway, <laughs> there was a time I wrote some things on the wall of our bedroom many years ago. And my wife used to look at them. After looking at them and speaking about them for a while, I forgot about them. One particular year, maybe two or three years after, I looked at all those things written and surpassed all of them. Every single thing, including income. Every single thing written on the wall. Are you ready to really face... This thing I've just shared with you tonight is worthy. The word of God. Don't let this mind wander here and there for too long. Your mind follows what you say. If I call any one of you and ask you to count 1 to 20, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, if I interrupt by just saying that, what's your name? If you want to respond, you will break the flow. You have to start again. Thoughts. You don't use a thought to stop another thought. You use words. Once your mind wants to go the wrong way, speak. Are you me? Your mind wants to entertain. You are a young guy. And the picture of a lady. Wrong dirty stores. They want to come. Address it. In Jesus, and that's not who I am. She's a daughter of God. I bless God for I'm a child of God. That's not when my time comes, I will marry her be happily. I just address it. When you address it repeatedly, after a while, the thoughts will leave you. Because thoughts they are sources. Many times it is a demonic spirit speaking, or the loss that is hiding the flesh, and your words will get it out. Are you did you hear what I've just said now? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Don't roll on the bed and broke. No. Respond. I'm so blessed. Please sleep the right way every night. Though. Sleep under a right atmosphere. There are strange bullets flying in the night. It is true. Demons roam around in the night. But angels also move around in the night. Sleep the right way. Yes. Don't let the last thing you sleep see before sleeping be one ugly creature in the movie you are watching. And then he's looking at you. Then it continues in your dream. And you're like, I don't know why. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm not saying anything is wrong watching. I'm just saying that. When you want to sleep, it's a very important moment. Let the right thing be standing before you. So when you are asleep and when you are, wake, when you are waking up also, it's important. When you get up from your bed, what's the first thing that you look at? This is why, what are the objects in your room? You can't just buy any portrait and put it on your wall. And even looking at the portrait, said the guy resembled demon. And that's what you are looking at. Even if nothing is wrong with that, how about a better portrait that reminds you of God's plan for your life? Oh, how about waking up and the first thing you are seeing on your wall is, I know the thoughts are things towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil. And you come down from your bed knowing that God is thinking good thoughts towards you. I mean, don't worry about that. When we enter your car, what's the first thing we are going to hear? What's your ringtone like? They are, you are praying for good news to come. But your ringtone is my life has scattered. And all those, and that is what is... <laughs> you see, many people don't know that Satan is very intentional. And believers must be intentional also. It's not a matter of is this a sin or not. It's about are you programming yourself for the great life that God has prepared for you or you are careless about life, allowing anything to come around you. This is very important. There are conversations you will not be a part of. Once they start talking, just leave. Why sing here the living among the dead? You notice the direction of the conversation that at the end of the day you are going to be depressed, you are going to be demoralized, you are going to get into fear. You are going to lose faith in things you are believing God for. You are going to be afraid. If I tell you one, I remember it's over 20 years they've been telling us that they will come and kill all of us in Nigeria. How many of you understand what I'm saying? 
Some people who travel, some travel for education, some travel got opportunities, and it's wonderful. But some other people travel because they believe that one day this nation will fail. Where are they getting it from? Conversations. Conversations. The prophecy that one day Nigerian church has missed it, this one we have, all those stupid things people say. I've been nearing there for over 20 years. Yeah. That was what I said to leaders group some years ago, and all the leaders just started saying, I mean, what how can people make this kind of statement? All just are forsaking God. God is angry in Nigeria. Let the Bible be the judge, not man. Don't accept any foolish vision that contradicts the word of God. Abraham stood before God and he asked God that if there are just ten men, ten righteous men, God spoke to Abraham. He said, If I find ten righteous men in Sodom and Gomorrah, I will not destroy for the sake of the ten. Are we saying that there are not ten righteous people in Nigeria? Stupid statements. God is angry. God is going to destroy. If he will spare Sodom for ten, one born again Christian can stop the hand of evil. And I know there are millions of people in this world who are serving God genuinely. In the church, we are both the sheep and the goats. No doubt about that, but we are sheep. We are members of the church, ushers, different people, different people who are not even in any department, but they love God and they will not put their hand into any iniquity. It is true. So people come and say, everybody has missed it. God is angry. He's going to destroy the nation. That's what is happening. I mean, they just make statements. It's not true. Yeah. We see that they commit to Ukraine that is making that to happen to them. Open it, there are many Christians in Ukraine. Sometimes the what Satan wants to do is that where there are people praying, he wants to destroy them. And he puts it in the heart of so able to do so. Yeah. But victory is of the Lord. We are not after uh, necessarily about who becomes and who doesn't become anything. God's plan for this nation is bigger than any individual. And God's plan cannot hang on one man. So you cannot say that if this is president, if this one, if that one, this one, vote for good people that you know they love the nation, honestly who love the nation, that's all. But God's plan is bigger than everything going on. Hallelujah. Is that clear? Yes. Blessed be the name of the Lord. We give you praise. Hello, thank you for watching us. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, um, after listening to God's word like this and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him and it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to employ you now to give your heart to Christ and by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously, he has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now, and I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.